Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 18th of November, which is the 322nd day of 2019, with only 43 days left this year. We're now on the double back diamond slope in a headlong shush toward 2020. This morning, Deborah Bird of EarthSky.org has predicted the Leonid meteor shower will have been at its best in the pre-dawn hours. That's, of course, relative to whatever overcast of wintry mix has sufficient breaks in the cloud cover for us to see the 10 to 15 Leonid meteors per hour that are also contending with the light of a waning gibbous moon. And tonight, since November is the month of the Pleiades star cluster, which typically shines from nightfall until dawn, look to the southeast after dusk, when the Pleiades begin their rise, or follow them during the night as they travel across the southern part of the sky from east to west. Also known as the Seven Sisters, the Pleiades, a tiny, misty, dipper-shaped star cluster, are also imaged as the logo for Subaru, which is the Japanese name for the Pleiades star cluster. Today, back in 1922, Benito Mussolini started his term as the new Italian premier who became a strong supporter of fascism, communism, and the Nazi Hitler regime. Mussolini early on had received strong support from the Italian parliament and would serve as premier until prominent members of his administration turned against him in 1943, replacing him with Marshal Pietro Badoglio. Mussolini and his mistress, Clara Patacci, were killed on April 28, 1945 in Metzegra, Italy, two days before Adolf Hitler and his wife Eva Braun committed suicide in Berlin, Germany. Today, in 1928, the cartoon character Mickey Mouse appeared for the first time in Steamboat Willie, the first successfully sound-synchronized animated cartoon film produced by Walt Disney, who premiered the work at Colony Theater in New York City. Today, in 1978, the People's Temple Agricultural Project, also known as Jonestown, was the setting, along with that of nearby Kaituma and Georgetown, for the deaths of 918 people during events associated with the cult's leader, Jim Jones. Of that total, 907 individuals perished as a result of cyanide poisoning. Jonestown would therefore go on record as the largest single loss of American civilian life in a single deliberate act until superseded by September 11, 2001. Political scientist and analyst Larry Sabato tells us, Every election is determined by the people who show up. We know this is mostly true depending upon how we define the people who show up because as shown in at least a few national elections, our electoral, electoral college can have an effect somewhat different from that of the popular vote. Today is the birthday in 1901 in Jefferson, Iowa, of pollster George Gallup, whose father was an eccentric schoolteacher who pursued studies in esoteric logic and built an eight-sided home on the theory that it would be safer in Midwestern windstorms. George's father turned a small dairy farm over to George when he was 10 years old, and he was soon earning enough money to buy uniforms for his high school football and basketball teams. In 1922, while a college student working a summer job, George became acquainted with polling. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch had hired him and 50 other students to poll every single one of their 55,000 subscriber households. 
Biographer Ed Morrow says that George, after a sweaty day of ringing doorbells and getting exactly the same answers from more than one household, decided there must be a better way. Using well-developed mathematical techniques, young George Gallup demonstrated that polling a small sample was as accurate as polling an entire group, and used this work to earn a Ph.D. In 1930, he began doing newspaper polls, and in 1935, he did his first national poll, asking 3,000 Americans, do you think expenditures by the government for relief and recovery are too little, too great, about right? 60% replied, too great. This during the middle of the Great Depression, when U.S. unemployment rates were at an all-time high. Gallup would go on to plot the prospects of products and politicians, often proving correct. In 1948, however, he chose Dewey over Truman, and Truman won. Gallup claimed he would have gotten it right if the poll had been conducted nearer to Election Day, although the failure was a major embarrassment to Gallup. For a time, people would address their letters to Dr. Wrong, Princeton, New Jersey but Gallup would indulge in the feedback. Gallup once defended polling by saying, if government is supposed to be based on the will of the people, then somebody ought to go out and find what that will is. This past week, the American people have been witnessing an historic event as our president, Donald Trump, becomes only the fourth president in United States history to be subjected to an impeachment inquiry. Dorothy Parker would have been having a field day, throwing us lines such as, Bewildered is the fox who lives to find that grapes beyond his reach can really be sour. Today we continue with the unfolding of that historic event and witness how far we have come from the earliest days of our nation, when our Constitution became ratified, that document beginning our official attempts to, quote, form a more perfect union, close quote. On the other end of the spectrum, that end where folks might say, ah, shucks, folks mess around with foreign governments all the time, despite our first U.S. president, George Washington's remarks to beware of foreign entanglements. On that other end of the spectrum, we have the Hindu monk and philosopher Swami Vivekananda reminding us a perfect life is a contradiction in terms. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to a fine mid-November day.